the Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions. Conversations on the legal topics affecting businesses and individuals today. In this episode, what is the UK's central bank digital currency project? What does it mean concretely? And what are the pros and cons of this project? Hello and welcome to this Mishkan Academy Digital Sessions podcast. I'm Iman Karoum, paralegal at Mishkan Dereya, and I'm joined by my colleague, Lydia Kellett, Managing Associate in the Corporate Department. Hi, Iman. So nice to see you. Thanks so much for having me. Lydia, I think it is right to say that we are both very curious about the ongoing discussions of the Bank of England regarding the potential introduction of a digital currency. Before we start going into details about CBDC, the Central Bank Digital Currency Project, could you please explain to our audience in a few words, what is a digital currency? Yeah, so a digital currency is a currency exclusively in electronic form and which can only be stored or exchanged on some specific digital platform or via some specific software. And could you explain why it is in the context of the Bank of England and apply to our national money? Yeah, so... Our understanding from several discussion papers published by the Bank of England between 2020 and February 23 is that CBDC would be a currency backed up by financial assets denominated in sterling, which will be held by the Bank of England to ensure stability. Now, that's the same principle as other stable coins that currently exist, such as Tether. So would that mean that, in theory, holding, let's say, a £20 CBDC would be the same as holding a £20 banknote? Exactly that. So it would play the role of cash, but in a digitized world. Okay, but why is it relevant now? Why have we been seriously talking about it for the past three years now? Well, the view of many is that the Bank of England is trying to keep up with the fast-changing world and the digitalization of the economy. And one of the motivations for introducing CBDC is to control what the big tech companies have started to implement. And you may well remember Facebook trying to implement Libra, which was their own version of a digital currency. Now, that didn't really get off the ground, but nevertheless, the intentions are still very much there. Another reason is the decline in the use of physical money by the public and the digitalization of the financial or bank services more generally. And how do you think this CBDC would benefit the society? Well, one of the main benefits would be the increased speed of transactions. And by using the blockchain, the Bank of England should be able to remove the intermediate steps required for online payments. And this should also reduce the costs of executing payment transactions. Another benefit is that the use of CBDC should ensure a safe and compliant framework for customers. And it aims to be a safer alternative to cryptocurrencies. This is because CBDC would be subject to strict standards of privacy and data protection, as neither the government nor the Bank of England would have access to personal data for customers. Also, the fact that it will be controlled and centralised in the hands of the Bank of England will add a further layer of safety, or at least deemed security for customers, in comparison to the anti-money laundering and counter-terrorism financing issues frequently encountered by the other financing platforms. That's really interesting. And can you think of maybe another benefit that would address some issues that we as customers face every day? Yeah, so another benefit, I think, is the accessibility of CBDC. And of course, it aims to be accessible through digital wallets on smartphones or smart cards. And this removes the challenge of finding an ATM or some other bank open on weekends or bank holidays and lowers the risks of bank accounts being hacked. But of course, it banks on the assumption that everybody has a smartphone or knows how to use it. 
Yes, because we, we've also read in the different discussion papers and across the articles published around that topic that CBDC also faces an undeniable list of challenges. But what are those challenges? Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, that's true. There are a number of challenges that prevent CBDC from going live just yet, aside from the purely tech-related challenges. And one of those is to do with accessibility of CBDC. Now, the world is digitalized, but not everyone has a smartphone, or if they do, they don't know how to use one. Sure, the pandemic has accelerated the use of technology, which is good for many, in fact, a lot of people, but it's also enhanced the gap between those who are able to use computers and smartphones and those who don't or do not have access to them. That's true. We've also seen shops that do not accept cash money anymore or some bank services that are only available online. Exactly right. And CBDC aims to replace cash, but also needs to ensure that it is not isolating people from the financial economy. And the need for a public education on digital money was actually strongly recommended by the respondents to the discussion papers. Another challenge is the impact this could have on commercial banks. And in recent articles and discussions, some have raised the need for the Bank of England to implement initial restrictions on how much individuals or businesses could hold, exchange or transfer to CBDC at the outset. And I read that the Bank of England has suggested a cap, but really it could be anywhere between £10 and £20,000. We're not quite sure what that will be just yet. In the discussion papers, it was also noted that if customers move significant amounts of fiat currency into CBDC, it could have wider implications for the balance sheets of commercial banks. And in turn, this would affect the amount of credit provided by banks to the economy, especially those provided to small and medium-sized enterprises, and how the bank more generally implements monetary policy to ensure financial stability across the economy. I've also read that there was some sort of opposition from the part of certain crypto enthusiasts. Why is that the case? Can this be considered as a challenge, given that it might be difficult to convince those crypto users to switch to CBDC? Yeah, that is right. There has been some hostility from those who have found in cryptocurrencies a way to avoid using controlled infrastructure and the rejection of anything that would be centralized in the hands of one single, especially governing institution. And in by centralizing all money movements by way of the CBDC, the Bank of England aims to eradicate a popular aspect of blockchain. In fact, a principle core foundation of the blockchain, which is that it is decentralized, not centralized activity. And this has created a huge opposition movement amongst the crypto users who say, apparently, if implemented, they may strongly refuse to replace the use of non-controlled currencies to more institutionalized ones. That's all very interesting. We can see that there's still a long way to go before CBDC is widely used across or replaces our current financial system. And that is not only related to pure technical implementation, but that there are also other economic and philosophical aspects that come into play. Also wanted to ask you about the other jurisdictions that have implemented CBDC or also doing trials on its implementation. Can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, that is true. The most popular and advanced one is probably the Bahamas CBDC, which is also known as the sand dollar. Now, to go back to the point about commercial bank stabilities, the Bahamas has implemented a limit on how much money can move every day. Although it's not as if the whole of the Bahamas use their CBDC, it really has had a surprisingly little engagement so far from the public. There are several other countries, such as Nigeria, who have also implemented a CBDC, but they are also reporting lower than expected public engagement in their trials. 
In addition to the UK, the UAE has also recently announced that they will issue CBDC as part of their financial transformation programme and have already undertaken a pilot of CBDC transactions with other regulators. And that was in October 22. So really watch this space. Will do. And can you perhaps give us one last word about any impacts CBDC may have on the environment? We've all read strong criticism about how harmful the mining of cryptocurrencies is toward the environment. Do you have any knowledge about whether it would be the case for the CBDC? Yeah, so it's really difficult to answer that with any certainty at the minute. But the Bank of England has claimed that it would not be bad for the environment, as it will not use the same energy-intensive methods, they say, used by other cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. They've also explained that this project sits in line with their efforts to reduce their carbon footprint in order to meet its environmental targets. So as far as the Bank of England is concerned, they're not too bothered about that at the minute. Well, thank you so much. That was really helpful. For now, let's wrap up there. I'd like to say thank you so much again to Lydia Kellett for giving us insightful information about CBDC. We hope that this answers some of our listeners' questions or facilitates the understanding of this project. We're keeping an eye on any potential updates, and I'm sure we'll be back on this topic. The Digital Sessions are a series of online events, videos, and podcasts, all available at mishcon.com. And if you have any questions you'd like answered or suggestions of what you'd like us to cover, do let us know at digitalsessions at mishcon.com. The Mishcon Academy Digital Sessions. To access advice for businesses that is regularly updated, please visit mishcon.com.